to another episode of our podcast, Mind Over Matter Talks. We are your hosts. I'm Marcia, inspirational speaker, author, mentor, and mother. And my name is Kai. I'm a creative entrepreneur and motivational author. And so this week, we are going to talk about something that's very, very dear to my heart um, uh, with a very dear friend and an amazing coach. Um, And we're going to be talking about having courage over comfort. Um, Definitely for me on my journey of self-discovery, having courage has definitely been one of the the attributes I've really needed to exercise. Um, You know, the fear often would kick in and Mm. just knowing that when I can overcome that fear, the ultimate change can happen at that point. So without further ado, I would love to introduce Shireen. Shireen, welcome onto the podcast. Thank you. Thank you both. It's so lovely to be here. Thank you again. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Shireen. You go by uh, the name The Clarity Coach, and you've got some very interesting content on your, your Instagram page, but please let our listeners know all about you. Sure, absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, I'm a mom of two girls. I'm a single parent uh, doing the juggle, the hustle, the, you know, everything. And uh, I, yeah, so I, by day I work in leadership development, coaching, training, that sort of corporate world. And I guess, you know, I kind of moonlight um, with my, you know, state of mind coaching, a lot of energy work. Um, a lot of healing and therapy work that I've done, but now bring into and infuse in work I do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just looking to share that uh, with more people, raise more awareness, just make it more okay to talk about not being okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, I, I'm i a huge fan of yours, um, probably your number oh. one fan <laughs> even. Um, I was going to say, know, that's I, a bit mild. <laughs> I listen to you, um, well, I watch you every day and actually you've inspired me to kind of step out of my comfort zone. And I know, um, having had many conversations with you, Shereen, that I know there's lots of other, you know, men and women that reach out to you, um, you know, because they admire your your authenticity, your bravery, you're just raw and real. And I think, you know, when, when that happens, you know, people really can understand that, okay, I'm actually not alone in this, you know, that Mm -hmm. there's other people out there experiencing exactly the same thing as me. And um, I don't have to suffer in silence. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I don't know, it might be just, you know, the school of uh, school of hard knocks, the the life experiences, you know, I've been through, um, I don't know, turning 40 at some point, mm. it all sort of comes together. Um, and, and you just realize that life is so much simpler than we make it out to be. And it's it's not as complicated. And I think, you know, the, the number one thing for me is just now being myself in all in in every interaction so whether that's at work at home at the school it's the same me um i show up the same and and that's been just one of my core values nice Mm -hmm. nice and so how how would you say then um you know the people that kind of knew you before this uh new and improved shireen showed (laughs) up on the block you know how are people responding to that your close family and friends 
I mean, I would say, so people know me very well, like close family and, and friends. In the past, I was way more reserved. Um, I came across much more serious, I would say. I think there were times that they would see certain kind of pockets of my personality come out, um, but it wasn't, it definitely wasn't something that was on display, you know, generally uh, just much more reserved, much more um yeah, I just didn't feel as comfortable, you know, coming out of my shell. And, and I think right now, um, you know, they're starting to see that in, in many different ways. I mean, even in, in you know, just in terms of kind of um, dress sense, uh, just style, just choosing different ways of being. Um, it's, it's just, yeah, it's become kind of a full transformation in, in many ways. So what, what was the turning point for you, Shireen? How did you end up becoming a clarity coach and, and what made you make that decision to, to step out in courage, essentially? So for me, I think if I go back, it would be around 2012. Um, so that was a really key turning point in my life. Um, I had my older daughter a year earlier, so she was about one or two at the time. Mm-hmm. And I had gone through a that uh, phase of burnout. Mm-hmm. And that was when I experienced peak of anxiety and panic attacks and um, just very debilitating on a physical level mm-hmm. um, to the point that, you know, the emergency rooms became my, you know, kind of go-to on a weekend. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was quite intense. Um, I, I became very consumed by the physical symptoms. I wasn't aware of the mind-body connection at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really had a very, uh, a very physical impact on my life, and it wasn't a good quality of life at all. Wow. So it was just kind of a, one of those evenings, picking up, you know, an email, reading about, you know, the Clarity Coaching Program that I ended up doing, and you know, starting to get more into this understanding of, you know, that our thoughts create feelings, and it just opened up a whole new world of possibilities. Um, Just like insights started to pop in. And Mm -hmm. I think it just gave me hope. It was a lifeline at that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what, what was it that made you have these, you know, moments of high anxiety to the point where you would be visiting emergency rooms on a regular basis? How did that become a normal thing? Uh, I mean, it was so at that time, if I go back, it was just a very pressured time work wise. Um, I was working long hours, you know, just had a new child, just had a child for the first time. So my whole identity sort of shifted. Um, I was a primary breadwinner in in the family. So there was a sense of responsibility financially. Uh, The company I was working with was going through job cuts. Um, So there was all of this sort of swirling stuff going on. And I just gave it so much more um, importance in, in my mind. And it just magnified to the level of it became doom and gloom, you know, catastrophic, like the world is ending every single day. And I wasn't aware I was doing that. Right. Um, to the point it started to manifest physically. And, and that's when I started to, obviously at the time I thought they were just physical, you know, symptoms. I was ill, you know, I don't know. I, I just, you know, talked myself into, I was having all sorts of, you know, seizures or like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you, you can name, you know, I was on heart monitors at, at one point, um, oh. but I just didn't understand, you know, what was going on. Wow. That's wow. I mean, thank you for being so open and, and sharing that and being, you know, vulnerable to even recount some of those times. 
Um, what was it like for your family at the time? Like, how did they respond to you at that moment? Were they supportive and receptive to helping you recover? Or would you say that was something that you kind of did on your own when you got into, you know, understanding the mindset and the clarity coaching program? I mean, I would say overall they were supportive, but I don't think they fully understood what I was experiencing. It was very hard for them to understand, you know. Um, so you get the usual, like, you know, relax, don't stress, you know, it's, it's not so bad, you know, count your blessings, be grateful, you know, all of the usual kind of advice. And, and in retrospect now, of course, you know, that's stuff that I do daily, you know, put gratitude lists and so on. But in the moment when you're in the thick of it and when you're caught in it, it's very difficult for someone else to relate if they've not gone through it themselves. And yeah. and and I think that's that's where they, you know, they couldn't really help beyond just offering kind of some of those words of, you know, just support, um, just being there. So for me, the, the way they showed up was just being there, you know, helping with babysitting if I needed or if I needed someone to come over to the house. Um my ex-husband at the time used to travel quite a lot for work and I really did not want to be alone at home. So I was afraid to be like alone on my own with my two-year-old. Um, so so I think that's the way they offered their support by being, you know, available. Um, but then for me, it, it because it magnified a lot physically. So I was mm-hmm. taking medication for a year and and that was, you know, something that I had to come to grips with. I had to uh, get over the stigma of you know having to take medication um but for me it was needed because it helped me balance um my chemistry at that point in time and when that happened i was way more receptive to taking in all the learning around you know the mind and the body and i felt that i was in a place in a balanced place to be able to start to phase out of the medication and yeah i've i've never i've not gone back since then I love that you, um, you know, kind of shared that you were okay with taking the medication because I think, Mm -hmm. quite rightly said, there's a lot of stigma around that. And I know having suffered with mental health um, after having my first child as well, there was definitely a lot of stigma around Mm -hmm. going to actually seek help and Mm -hmm. to take medication. And so I didn't. And, you know, looking back now, I wonder if I had just had the support where I would have known it was okay to do that you know, things could have been a lot different for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's great mm-hmm. that you were able to take the help that you needed, whether it was medication or not, and just get yourself to a balance where you're able mm-hmm. to, to to move forward. So that's brilliant. And I, I think now as well, I mean, I don't have any children yet. And um, from what I've seen, I think there are definitely communities now where people can speak about, you know, um, postnatal depression and stuff like that. But Marcia, we have spoken before about, you know, at the time for you, you didn't really even know that's what it was. No. And there wasn't there wasn't something that you can kind of label it by. And, and of course, you didn't necessarily want to ha- want to have the stigma right. in any case anyway. Right. Um Shireen, like for you in in your family and your culture, I mean, where are you from? Like, is it something that, you know, mental health was also a stigma in your family or in your culture? Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm from the region, I'm from the Middle East, um, and it's uh, it's not spoken about as openly. I think there is a little bit more openness now. Um, Yeah. 
there's always been this sense of, you know, it's the weakness. Um, there's a lot of shame uh, that's around it as well. Like you're kind of broken in some way. You're not, uh, you're not okay, you know, and you don't talk about that openly with people. And, um, and yeah, so it was more like, you know, you've got everything going for you. So um, why are you, you know, depressed, anxious, or, you know, um, and I think that's the thing. It's not a logical situation. It, it, it's not, you know, you can have everything going for you, but but this is something very individual and it's, um, you know, maybe some of us are more predisposed to it than others. Um, I don't know. It's... Um, but, but I guess, you know, for me, I just, I knew that I had to speak about it. I had to make it more um, okay to talk through and to give people that hope on the other side and and to make it okay to speak about, you know, needing medication at one point. However, like I have friends who reach out at times saying, you know, they just go kind of off the shelf and, and pick up medication just to, you know, deal with the frazzled nerves. And, and I try not to, so for me, it's like, you know, look, no judgment, but I would much rather you, you really look at the root causes mm-hmm. uh, and you really look at what's going on underneath the surface and just, because again, medication is a short-term fix yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, you know, and it could be masking other things. So it might even, you know, unless it's being diagnosed, you know, for the right reasons or prescribed for the right reasons. So um, I think, you know, for, for the Middle East culture, you have kind of two buckets where you've got the behind the scenes um, closet people that will take medication without telling anyone, but they'll take mm-hmm. it on their own um, just to get through the day. And then you have kind of just, you know, people that have started to open up to speaking more openly about this. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I you know, have seen... Um, even with my own daughter, um, she struggles with mental health. And one of the things that she's often said is the the difficulty to explain to people how you feel. And I think a lot of that has come from the stigma of coming across, as you've quite nicely put it, as broken or, um, you know, not quite together because things are happening. Um, mm-hmm. And I just kind of, just to reinforce and reiterate that, you know, mental health really can come in so many different forms. Yeah. You know, it's not as we once knew it um, that, you know, you had to have schizophrenia or anything like that. You know, it could be, you know, my daughter also suffers with anxiety. And mm-hmm. I see that she, there's sometimes she just can't articulate what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're complex beings, aren't we, humans? Right. And I think even as you're both talking, I'm just realizing and thinking often, and, and this is nothing new, but the perspective that I realize we're all talking about now is we've had to hit some kind of brick wall mm. and take the accountability to figure it out, fix it ourselves, and then walk that path with our torch going, look guys, this is what happened to me. This is what I'm doing. This is how I've come out on the other side and still going. Yeah. But I think sometimes society and as we know in, in so many areas with confidence and, and all sorts of things that people will put the kind of, I don't even know, like the spotlight on you, like you're the broken one. Right. And that's not to point the finger back and say that they're the broken one either. But yeah. actually, it it's a case of we are trying to find help and yeah. trying to look for answers. And yeah. in in them saying or reacting in that way, sometimes it's actually highlighting their own 
lack of understanding or their own insecurity. And instead of, I think now there's a lot more people coming together and saying, look, how can we help? But instead of them saying that, you know, and obviously with the stigma and stuff like that before, there was so much more, there's got to be something wrong with you, you know, and, and us feeling at the time helpless and, and ashamed. I think now there is this kind of collective uprising of many of us going, we're all the same actually. And there are people who might be in the shadows, as you mentioned, Shireen, taking pills or whatever it may be in secret. And they honestly don't have to. They can find the help. So if you're listening to this and you do need to reach out to someone, I honestly encourage you to do that, whether that's a therapist, a friend, a family member, because you don't have to try to fix it in secret. No. You know, you don't have to be ashamed as if everybody else is making you feel less than. It's more to do with, you know, we all need to look at something and and thankfully we've come to that self-awareness and that self-realization and I think a lot of other people are still a little bit clouded and that's also not to label them I just think there's more of the empowerment in understanding that little breakthrough as opposed to feeling ashamed and shut away you know from that so I mean I I hope I explained that properly (laughs) no you have I mean and and just reiterates isn't it and the importance of being in our truth, you know, whatever that Mm -hmm. is, Um, you know, yes, it's uncomfortable, but it's about learning, isn't it, to be comfortable being uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, as I said, Sharina, that's what I've admired about you, you know, Mm -hmm. I see you with your daughters online, and, you know, you've shown them your ways, um, and I'm hoping, and I'm sure you are too, that that is a different kind of parenting to what you or I probably experienced. And this is not Mm -hmm. in any way to disregard what our parents did because we know they did the best that they could with the knowledge that they had, right? Mm -hmm. But through our own experiences, we understand that actually maybe that way didn't always work. And opening those channels of communication with our children so that they they can express themselves. And Mm -hmm. something that you do very, very well is allow your daughters to express themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, for me, that's been kind of, I think, the biggest lesson. But also, I believe they're here to be my teachers. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, for me, I've just been from the get-go, we talk about feelings. I mean, even just as young as with my older one, when she was kind of two or three. um, So they're now four and almost nine. And um, we talk about feelings, we talk about big feelings, we talk about energy, shifting energy. Um, You know, we talk about how our our feelings affect others. So, you know, if we're in a grouchy mood, we don't want to spread that around. We try and find ways to get back to center first. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're kind of learning all of that right now, which I'm so grateful for. Um, And yeah, it's it's very different. It's very different than I was raised. I didn't have that outlet. I, you know, to have my feelings be acknowledged or even validated. Um, it was always like, why are you worried? Why are you concerned? You know, don't be worried. It's okay. Relax. Um, so I never understood, you know, that those big feelings were valid and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to feel them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I think myself included, I was just speaking to Marcia before the call. I, I, had a situation that was rising and I I felt a little bit like, should I feel this way? And often I think sometimes we feel so guilty for feeling a certain certain way when actually it's okay to feel that way. 
you know, assess it and then, you know, let it go, let it pass, you know. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I think many of us carry around so many of these emotions and feel like it needs to be suppressed because we're not entitled to feel, uh, you know, happy or sad or angry or whatever that may be, you know. So I think it's fantastic what you're doing with your daughters. And um, I actually watched one recently where um, I've learned about a breathing technique to pass my frustration. And I was like, this is fantastic because, you know, you can never have too many uh, tools in your toolbox to really you know, help you get through those moments and remember to remember. <laughs> well, literally, you said the, the magic word, I mean, the tools in the, in the toolbox. And, and I think that's been my saving grace over the last few years. It's it's not been one quick fix. Uh, it's been kind of a, a multifaceted um, toolkit. So breathing, absolutely, um, you know, meditation, you know, using sound therapy, uh, aromatherapy, essential oils, all, you know, everything all in the same toolbox and, and just leaning on the different tools at different times. And um, and I think it's just becoming much more aware of our nervous system, the role it plays, um, information overload, energy overload. Uh, it's all real. And, and I think more and more science is showing us that, you know, it is a thing. It's real. Uh, we can't keep, you know, going at the rates, kind of that hustle culture and burnout and the grind that doesn't work anymore. Um, You know, you know, if anything, I think this year, especially 2020 has just forced us to come to terms with that. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say the same thing. We literally have been forced. We couldn't (laughs) continue like that. The world needed to change. And as difficult as this has been in some aspects, it's also been an amazing blessing. Mm-hmm. Because we've I think we're being built. forced to just sit yeah. down, yeah. <laughs> Even if we don't want to, it's that kind of, you know, sit or be taught to sit down and and just stop. I think so many of us uh, used to subscribe, myself included, to the no days off mentality. Like every day's got to be about work. You mm-hmm. know, look at me, I'm working. But uh, yes, there is the hustle and the grind, and a, a lot of that, especially both of you as parents. Um, but there needs to be the reset and relaxation, mm. which is part of the routine as well. That is just as vital as all the other elements, you know. It's critical. It is absolutely critical. And and I think for me, it, it boiled down to, which at the time I didn't articulate it as self-love because I, you know, I thought, you know, I had to be productive. I had to be on the go. I needed Mm -hmm. to serve everyone around me. I needed to Mm -hmm. make sure everyone got everything they needed Mm -hmm. until the point that I hit those brick walls of burnout. And I realized that I needed to put myself first so that I could serve from a full place so that I I could be there for others, you know, from that very fulfilled, you know, um, you know, tank. So I filled my own tank first. And it was interesting because I was I, I listened to a webinar um, a few days ago and um, what was shared was that uh, she was saying like asking for help is an act of self-love. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because I've always been kind of very independent and I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to burden anyone. And I didn't realize that it wasn't it was down to me not being open to receiving. And that was a a kind of a self-worth thing at the time. So I didn't feel like I deserved receiving help or love. Mm -hmm. And and that was very, it was a very deep uh, sort of healing point that I needed to look at. And, And I think, you know, 
especially as parents, um, yeah, we need to we need to redirect a lot of that inwards um, to be able to show up in the world in, in the fullest way that we can. Mm, yeah, definitely. I can so resonate with that. Um, Shireen, um, asking for help was also a big deal for me. Um, but in actual fact, yeah, you're right. It is an act of self-love. Um, and I mean, even for yourself in particular as a single parent, you have the extra, you know, um, responsibility of being there all the time. And so how do you practice self-love mm -hmm. in that setup? So for me, I mean, it's leaning on the village. So leaning on, you know, the whole support system. So, you know, I'm very, very fortunate uh, to have my parents here in Dubai. So I, I lean on them. I think in the past I was more reluctant because I wanted to prove that I could do it. Like I'm the strong mm -hmm. mother, you know, and then I realized, no, I, I need to lean on my support network. And um, so I do lean on them, you know, whether it's, you know, the kids going over for sleepovers or asking, you know, for if they can cook food and send it over, um, you know, just simple things like that, just being able to ask for that. And then, you know, prioritizing my me time. So I've learned that I don't need to be entertaining my girls every moment of the day. <laughs> and uh, it's okay for them to have other people in their lives that they also, you know, lean on and, and get to, you know, with and during that time I use those pockets of time whether it's you know for me to kind of do some self-care or listen to you know an audiobook or you know do some meditation or catch up with a friend or but that's become a daily daily commitment to myself like I need pockets of time absolutely yeah. that's amazing fantastic you know Marcia's favorite saying actually is we cannot do life alone oh. and uh, when we first met and and continuously you know we speak on a daily basis now and and it pretty much started when we first met you know not long ago but in doing the podcast and and many other ideas and and synergy that we have we both feed of each other because there is that energy and it's it's just give 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 and she gives back and we just help each other to rise you know but you had a fantastic video where you also spoke about uh, and your motto on your page actually is courage over comfort so you know when you are shining your light sometimes how have you found it with people who may find that a bit much to deal with Ah, uh, yeah, that's, uh, oh, yes. So for me, the whole courage over comfort, I mean, that's, um, uh, it's a Brene Brown quote uh, that I just love, um, especially around vulnerability. And, and for me, getting into her work has been, you know, key for me on this whole journey around just embodying myself more and not being, um, not be not overthinking, you know, when I am vulnerable. And, mm -hmm. but I have found that um, the more, I am myself. Sometimes it, it irritates or rubs people up the, the wrong way. And, and then I've, you know, I kind of sat with that because initially I used to take it a little bit personally and I wondered if I needed to tone down my messages or just not show up as, you know, kind of as sparkly as I was that day or, you know, with that same zest or, you know, and then I really sat with it and realized it's as much a reflection on their where they are in their journey, um, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's, it's not about me toning anything down because, 
you know, I, I, you know, I just like came to the resolution that I needed to, I needed to do me to the best of my ability and the people that are invested in that and believe, you know, in the message will rise to that same frequency and that same, they will, you know, they'll be able to get up to that kind of level of understanding or, or, or receiving that message. And for people that aren't, that aren't able to, that's fine. You know, if they needed to drop off and it doesn't resonate with them, then that's okay. Then that's a different path they're on. And um, I've just learned to be okay with it. Um, but yeah, in the past, I would have really been very self-critical and, mm-hmm. you know, just maybe stop sharing as openly. Um because I had some, because I did a, on one of my stories as well, just an ask me anything. And, and, you know, some of the people that follow my posts, so one person was, you know, their comment was, well, how do you feel comfortable sharing a lot of stuff, you know, around your life and, and kids and so on? Don't you, aren't you scared? And, and for me, it was you know, as much around, you know, I, I'm still going to be me. Of course, there's, you know, I don't share every minute detail of my private life. But I share what I feel comfortable with, but also, you know, what I think would be helpful for others on their journey. Um, and the reason I share a lot of real stuff is just to show that life is real. You know, uh, we are juggling. We are trying to do lots of stuff. We're, we're not always perfect. Um, you know, we have human days and it's OK. And um, but yeah, but I don't think, uh, yeah, it's probably, you know, societal programming, all sorts of limitations. Not everyone is open to that yet. No, no. Yeah. And you're so right, Shireen, because if, if, if you were to allow all of that to penetrate you, you literally wouldn't do what you do. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I, you know, again, for me, I feel very similarly and, I tell myself in those moments, you know, well, if you don't share and you don't, you're not honest and you're not open and you're not real, you run the risk of not helping someone that could mm-hmm. really, really need that help mm-hmm. just by being yourself, Marcia. So that, that kind of helps me to show up um, and do what I do. So, you know, it, it's, it's amazing that you have come to that and understood that, you know, shining your light is something that should never, ever be compromised or dimmed no 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 and it's I think we've grown up with that I mean I even remember a a memory as a a child I think I was uh, wearing kind of a red dress with flowers on or something and and I don't know we were going to visit some relatives or and I remember I was told that my dress was too bright and too too kind of you know colorful so I needed to go and put something else on and and it was just you know as a child you kind of wonder like you know why am I being asked to fit in rather than stand mm. out? And, and I think that has been one, you know, for me, one of the biggest healings on my journey was to go back to a comfort level of, look, if I'm going to stand out, you know, so be it. But, you know, then I don't need to be scared of that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can definitely relate. I I often now, I, I think I felt like I needed to hide quite a bit when I was younger but now literally I open the wardrobe and be like what do I feel like wearing today and if it's bright and it's pink and it's whatever then yeah you know you don't have to fit into anything you just go go how you feel and if you're overdressed well then hey yeah, I know. <laughs> you just go with it well thank you so much for sharing your light you have to keep continuing because I tell you Marcia is your number one fan um I'm becoming a number one fan of your daughters and they're just so adorable and and of course Aren't we can learn so much from children and uh, their little their little selves. So thank you for sharing. 
Uh, please tell us where we can find you online uh, and any of our fantastic listeners who want to go ahead and discover some of your content. Thank you both so much. I'm, I'm honestly, for me, I could go on chatting to the both of you. <laughs> Amazing. I always love catching up. And yeah, so you can, people can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. So it's at Shireen Clarity Coach. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So, um, you know, people can find my profile there. Um, but yeah, mostly I spend most of my time on Instagram creating content there, just short videos, snippets, behind the scenes of life. And yeah, just, uh, you know, taking it a day at a time. Thank you so much, Shireen. Well, you can find me at Instagram at being Marcy McLeod um, for daily inspiration. And also you can check out my website, which is www.marciamcleod.com, where you can read my blogs and find out what's going on in and around my world. You can find me. I am on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at I am simply Kai. We can continue the discussion and talk about this episode and lots of others. And Marcia and I actually have a fantastic course called Your Mind Matters, where you can start building your self confidence and your growth mindset. It's all online and you can do it at your own pace with daily emails, quotes, and a meditation. So please check that out. We will leave the details in the description box of the podcast and we just want to say thank you for tuning in and being there and supporting us all throughout our first season our next season is going to be just as fantastic with more special guests so if you know someone who will benefit from listening to these as well please do share because we'll love to have them join the conversation from here we will see you next week bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.